Welcome back to the podcast, Strength and Vulnerability. I'm very excited for today's guest, a good friend, Ben Hottleman, who's worked in the space industry. He's worked on rockets. He's done a lot of cool stuff um, in the, the hour expansion for humanity. And he's also you know, deep within his own beautiful inward expansion in this spiritual journey. So yeah, Ben, I'm glad to have you on today. Thanks for Thanks for taking the time out and, and jumping on the podcast, man. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Good to, good to see you again outside of the jungles of Tulum. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, cool, man. So I know you got a lot of interesting things that, that you could share with us. Um, I mean, within you know a couple of minutes of meeting you, I was just kind of like, you know, just, just a little blown away by the, the projects that you're working on. Um, so I'd love to get into those um, in, in this episode, but really, and maybe this will lead into that, but, you know, I, I always open it up with this question. Um, what's, what are you most excited about in life right now? Yeah, good question. Uh, so my main project I'm working on now is a, it's called life ship. And what we're doing is we're saving the DNA of all different plants and animals on earth and humans to send to space. And so it's the first off world backup of earth and the bigger vision is to create seeds of earth to send send to the stars and and so really it's a, a hopeful optimistic mission of humanity helping earth send its seeds outwards and and being stewards for the expansion and continuation of life in the universe and i i feel that's uh through my journey and my journey in spending time in rainforests and and uh it's come to me as that's one of humanity's biggest purposes here in the universe and, and on earth is is that life has uh life has expanded to fill every niche that it can on the planet and then life intelligently grew human so that so that it could figure out a way to get beyond and 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 grow life outwards and so this this is part of that wow that's a that's an amazing feat and task for sure <laughs> is that something that that came to you is that is this kind of like your vision or um you know maybe you you know it, maybe you translate it as like a, a translation or a, you know, a channeling but is it um did it come from multiple people or is it just kind of straight from straight from you yes i've I felt this building over time. I knew I, in grad school at Berkeley, I worked on instruments to look for life on Mars. And then I spent eight years building big telescopes to look for new planets outside of our solar system. And then I uh, built over 300 satellites to image the whole world every day. So I've, I've done a lot in regards to using space to help life on Earth and looking for the origins of life out there, looking for other places where life could be. And then after those journeys, I took some spaciousness and, and felt that, yeah, that my role was something having to do with expanding life outwards. And then I was in the, in the rainforest in Guatemala and did this like long six hour hike by myself and, and was sitting and meditating and talking to the mushrooms and the plants and the, and and just like being deep in 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 the forest and um 
yeah, what, what came to me was just this like deep sense of knowing and awe that, that all of the life has grown humans and that life is cooperating for, for us humans to serve a bigger purpose here. And that, and that our role is to help, help life expand outwards. And from that, it came just start with little seeds with the DNA of all different species and, and humans and start sending them outwards. And so I started working on that and now we're on, we're, we have signed contracts on two rockets to the moon. And then we signed a partnership with NASA recently and we're sending a series of capsules up to the space station and working on a number of other missions. So yeah, we have, we have a number of missions going to space. So you guys are sending not only human DNA, but animal DNA and I guess plant DNA too, right? I guess, is that the right term, plant DNA? Yes, and mushrooms as well. So Yeah, we, well, when you said you were talking to the mushrooms, I'm like, oh, surely they're sending, you know, some psychedelic mushrooms up there. Because <laughs> that, that's almost, do you feel like it's the earth that kind of gave you that message to, for this mission? Yes, yes. I, I feel I feel it's it's coming through me and it's it's my purpose and it's uh it's something that the universe is doing through humanity and the earth is doing through humanity and um and that we're all connected into the purpose of earth and and, and the universe and and this sure. is my particular role is to to help expand life outwards in this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Do you know of any other, other similar projects, like anyone that's done something similar like this before or working on it now, maybe? There's so humanity has built seed banks for thousands of years. Like the, the, uh, the Egyptians had seed banks and others have seed banks and there's a big seed bank in the, built into the Arctic in, in Norway that has the seeds of over a million plants. So the, the concept of saving the seeds of important, important species for the future has, humans are aware of that and have done that for a while. Um, there have been proposals to build bigger seed banks in space, but all of those have approached it from a a much bigger project and a much bigger timeline. And the way, yeah, the way I've been involved in space and the projects I've been involved in space have, have really uh, gone to miniaturize things and get, get things out there in a quicker way. And, and, um, and DNA is something that it, it holds the code of, of what that plant plant or animal is. And there are projects out there to, bring the woolly mammoths back from from dna that's been found so um so there it, it fits in with the concept of okay we we could bring a species back from dna found and all life we know of is is on earth right now and so it it yeah it makes sense to save something off earth and save a copy of of our planet in space do you, do you think that there's like, is there any type of 
uh, maybe inspiration or understanding that's coming to you that what could possibly happen with that, that seed bank that we're shooting out there? Or is it just kind of like, I just know this is what I'm supposed to do and I have no, you know, no understanding or no, you know, just nothing's coming to me after that. It's just like, I'm doing this and then I'm, you know, cutting ties or is there kind of some type of maybe intuition that's telling you um, this may happen or anything like that? Yeah. So, so we're sending a record of today to the moon is the first thing we're doing. And that could be useful in whatever, seven generations from now, our, our, our ancestors get it and then have, have a record of all different species that were, were here at this time. Um, but the bigger vision is that the moon is a stepping stone and that we're sending we're sending seeds further and further out there and we're saving a eternal record of our planet and the blueprint of our planet. And that, that could be destined for another species to find or aliens to find, or, or um, you know, maybe someday we'll, we'll actually be able to design seeds that are made to crash into somewhere and actually grow life from them. And so, yes, this is a first, first project, but the bigger thing is not that, oh, we have to back up Earth in, in case. It's more, it's more building towards an inspirational, let's, let's have Earth be the start of much more life in the universe. And, and actually, Earth is where it all began, and, and the seeds got sent outwards from Earth and grew more life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely see that, that vision as well. It's, it's, you know, it's not a, oh, shit, you know, we're screwing everything up. Let's let's save humanity. Um, but it's, it seems like it's almost a sense of that inspiration is coming to you and there's the means and it's logical. So, you know, it kind of follow through with that. And that's, that's kind of a theme that I, that kind of keeps coming up in, in with my different guests and in my own journey is, you know, the more that we can just follow that inspiration, whatever that, you know, cause it's all coming from that same creative source. And we we're all like our own you know, individual vessel or like almost like a tuning fork, essentially, um, you know, of that same creative, that cre creative inspiration. And, you know, so the more that we can just allow that to be and you know, create and not, you know, judge it or, you know, hold ourselves back, um, you know, the more that creation can flourish. And that's where we get, you know, everything we have in society, right, is, you know, at eventually or at some point originated, you know, as in an idea or thoughts or, um, yeah, some inspiration. Um, I'm curious, man, how do you think that this plays into kind of the, I guess the quantum level or like the, yeah, the quantum level of consciousness in a sense, because there, there's, maybe it's an actual theory, but I guess from my understanding of, of kind of the universe and how, you know, consciousness works is like, the universe that we can perceive with our physical perception is almost like, um, it's, it's just that, right. It's just this dimension of reality, but outside of, you know, our perceived reality, there's, you know, infinite other realities. If that, if, if yeah, I think that's clear, but there's infinite other realities outside of maybe our, um, yeah, our, even our universe, right? And everything that, like I said, everything that we're perceiving is from, yeah, our viewpoint of, you know, this, this localized version of consciousness. So 
I guess, how do you, how do you feel that plays into expanding life outside of earth? Right. Like, does that, um, go along with the theory that there's already life, you know, out in the universe that we're, you know, outside of earth, obviously. Um, or is it, yeah. How, how does that play into, into, into that for you? Yeah. Good question. A lot of depth there. Um, we, we are such powerful creators and we, we are, we are dreaming this up and we are dreaming our future into existence. And the more that we have positive, inspirational futures that we're aligning towards and dreaming up, the more those are, are becoming our reality. And, and so I see this as a tool to, to give a positive future for humanity of, oh, the humans are waking up and, and thinking long-term about earth and caring for earth and preserving for earth. And, and we're like waking up to our role as, as part of nature and serving a role here and, um, and part of life in the universe. And, and so, yeah, I see it as, as a story that, um, that people can be part of and, and dream with. And, um, and yeah, I believe there's, there's probably other intelligent life out there and, and we probably are connected to them in some way and, and that they are helping us in some way. And we are like, our story is the, the story of humanity is, is in some way guided by the story of all these other civilizations that have come and gone or, or are yet to come out there. And, um, and I believe humanity is destined for the stars and we are, and we do have a role here in, in, uh, in, in being the one or one of the ones that, that goes on and sp spreads life in this physical plane. And, um, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's really cool. And it's really deep. Um, just any way that you, you think of it when you really you know, think about the, the potential, um, on the physical plane and then just with consciousness expanding too, it's like, you know, now, not only are we consciously expanding consciousness within ourselves by becoming, you know, self-aware, it's like, we're also consciously expanding the physical vehicle that consciousness can expand inside of. Right. And we're, you know, it's just like a, another dimension of that whole expansion process. What do you think that, uh, what do you think Elon Musk thinks about something like this? It's, you know, Elon's vision is to help, help humanity and life become multi-planetary. And, um, yeah, we're, we're on a couple of his rockets. I don't know if he's, he's familiar with our mission yet, but I, I hope he becomes familiar with it and I think he'd be excited about it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it would. You know, it's a super exciting uh, project for sure. Um, so my next question, really, that's you know, along the lines of the the podcast topics or the podcast uh, theme, um, is what are some of the emotions that you feel around this project on a daily basis? Yeah, I. 
I, I feel ex- giddy and excited around like, oh, I get to do this, this like cool futuristic space thing that's also helping Earth. And, and so, yeah, it really, it fuels me and inspires me and uh, gets me, yeah, get, gets me super excited about life and, and the dream I'm living and gets me to lean in and be like, whoa, we can, we can really do anything. Let's just like dream up, dream up incredible futures. Um, so there's that. And then starting a company and building a company and building, building a crazy project like this is also ups and downs. And, and I've, I feel like, yeah, I've, I've learned to just like be in a state of trust with it. And, um, but then there's also like doubts or fears come up at times. And then, and then I, you know, I, I go into those and, and burn through them and come out the other side. And um, yeah, and I feel like those come up less often now because we have, we're, we're like physically doing it and we're on the rockets and, and, and all these things. But um, yeah, it's, st- it's still a journey and it's still a journey of, of like, okay, one day's feeling super inspired and, and super, uh, yeah, super excited about what I'm doing. And then, and then like, another day feeling roadblocks and feeling feeling uh, uh feeling like i i don't know just need to go down to the jungle and like burn something out of me uh, yeah yeah that's that's really interesting and it's a uh, it seems like there's this this commonality you know in all of us that no matter what we're working to achieve in, in life we have these you know same um, you know, swings of this you know, feeling super inspired and creative and having a clear vision and then being, you know, stuck and not really knowing what to do and almost, you know, even asking yourself, like, is this even, is this even worth it? Right. And all these things that I, that all this time I'm spending, is it worth, worth all this? And, you know, you almost just want to like give up and quit and just go do something else. Um, something you're more familiar with or something you think you're more familiar with. Um, so I'm curious, like, to, just to kind of go into that a little deeper of the, the fears and the doubts that you experience around this type of project. Um, is Do you feel that's just something that's just kind of part of the, the shadow and the ego that you've kind of, you know, experienced throughout your life? Or is it, you know, sp- two specific um, events or two specific things that happen with this project or through maybe like media influence or, you know, just from feedback from other people? Um, where do you feel those those, those doubts and fears kind of originate? Good question. For me, like one thing that comes up is a imposter syndrome and that, that that's a common one. And I've, I've been, a, I was part of a space company that grew really fast and I had some, some great mentors at that and other, other places. And, Two of my previous mentors are CEOs of public space companies that are um, that have done real well, and and so sometimes at some points I like see like oh the dots in the past like I've had these incredible mentors now I'm building the space company and it has a big purpose and it's doing a big thing and um, 
and I feel very in flow with, with, of course, this is what's supposed to come through me. And it just like all makes sense. And then, and then when I go more into those doubts at times, I feel like, oh, I'll never, I'll never live up to that. Or, or I'm, I'm, uh, yeah what what if i fail what if what if this doesn't actually work and um and so yes there is like a comparing to other people in a way and and like a oh what if they were just there to like i don't know be this muse in my life of like oh that's what a successful space entrepreneur looks like and and you're going to be the one that always is like flailing to to get by and so I think that's kind of one of the nature of doubts is like, oh, what if what what if I I'm, I'm just like the joke in the grand story of Earth and space, and like I'm I'm the one that could never get the thing to space, and and always tried all these different ways, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's totally understandable. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 so wild how how this this being of doubt, you know, works, this, this thing. Um, and it, I've, I was listening to a power versus force again. I've been listening to it a lot lately. And something that, that stuck through today was um, the way uh, Hawkins refers to the ego as not even an I, but an it. It's just a thing, right? It's just, and it's, when you frame it like that, it's, you're able to, for me, I was able to like, be like, oh, it's a thing that we're all, we all have. And we just experience. It's not even the I, because that's the, you know, there's the other spiritual framework of like the little I being the ego. And then the big I being the, you know, the I am presence, the, you know, the, the true self. But when you kind of even take it away and you don't even give it the power of I and just say it's a thing, it's like, oh, it's just this little gremlin that is like, you know, the human mind and we, it's, it gives it less, even less identity of being unique to us and, you know, just being that same thing that we're all dealing with. Um, and yeah, I, I think that it's really powerful and that's, you know, why, why I share these stories and, and have these guests come on and talk about these emotions and, you know, even in their own uniqueness and the, the cool things that they're working on, how we all have these similar traits. And yeah, I believe that, you know, by us recognizing these and seeing these, um, these things, these egos, these judgments and doubts and fears that, you know, we can, you know, collectively transcend them. At least that's, that's my intention with, uh, with this, uh, with this podcast. Yeah. Love it. Lo lo love the framing of yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of failure, I'm curious with your, I know you've done a, a lot of like amazing cool stuff in the past, um, at least what you've shared with me um, as far as working on rockets and um, satellites and, you know, all the space type of stuff. Um, what is some of the, or what is one of the, or some of the fail failures you might um, be open to sharing? And then of course, we'll cap it off with a positive message of what you were able to take away and learn from it. Yeah. Jeez. It's a big failure. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are many, but like, 
I guess one is, is, uh, and this is just part of the process is, uh, I, I was part of this, this space company and we we're building small satellites to image the whole world every day. And so building digital cameras in space. And I, I was the designer and led, led the team. Well, initially I was doing it all myself and then built up a team, uh, doing the whole camera system and the telescope system. So I was, I was responsible to produce the images and produce pretty images. And, and we were on the model of how the company worked is we were sending satellites to space on rockets very frequently. And, and so it was not this traditionally the way space had been done is there's like a big billion dollar satellite that takes 15 years to design and build and everything is perfect before it goes up. Instead, we were doing it more like, okay, we're, we're going to launch a whole series of these satellites. We're on a long Can you just make sure your, your bike stopped bumping? Is that better? Yeah, it was just, it, I don't know if you're breathing into it or it was tapping something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, we were on a, a, a whole series of rocket launches with these and had to design something very complicated and precise for the optics of this telescope that needed to take needed to work perfectly in space and anyway the first bunch of satellites we got the images back down from the images were very blurry and and so they were totally out of focus and things had shifted and vibrated a bit during the rocket launch um and then we kept having to ship more before being able to do major redesigns on these. And so there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of pressure and a lot of, okay, we kept getting images down that weren't, weren't great. And then, um, and that, that was, that was a hard time. Um, and and I was constantly working on what's the next design and making both both making short-term fixes that made it slightly better, but then building the better camera system that that to improve it in the long run. And then eventually we we got we started putting ones up there that had beautiful imagery. Um, but but yeah, getting working on something for a while, knowing that okay, it's not perfect, but we shipped it to space anyway because we need to, and then. The images were just ugly and blurry. <laughs> was was a was a hard process, but then one that we were just learning from every step of the way, and and eventually it built to the products that that we needed. Yeah, uh, what was the what ended up being the issue with the images? I mean, like technically, was it just the, the camera, the focus yeah. on the camera just kept moving, or? It, it was all, it was very cheap optical systems that didn't work well with different temperatures. And then it was, um, yeah, the whole design of how the, the thing works that, that was started off. Um, there, there's a concept in, in Silicon Valley of minimum viable products and agile development where you just like, you just rush to get anything on there first just to have like a proof of concept and so even a blurry image was a proof of concept because it still got us to test the radio systems to to point to send the images down and the pointing of the satellite so 
it was all designed to just be the quickest iteration from the beginning anyway. And it got me to, uh, yeah, to be comfortable with failure as, as far as like, okay, we're not going to spend three years to build this thing perfect right now. We'll, we're just going to get something, get the quickest thing we can up there, and then we're going to improve on it each time. And um, yeah, so I think that's kind of like framed my relationship with failure in a way as, as like, okay, the more we can fail fast and, and learn and keep tweaking, those, those are the better that's a better learning curve to be on rather than, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try to make this perfect and spend a long time doing that and not getting feedback. So I, I've, I've adjusted my relationship to failure in that way. That's amazing. Um, can we adjust your mic one more time? When you, when you, when we first started the podcast, it sounded great. And then I think you like leaned forward and, um, how was this? Yeah, that's good. Talk a little okay. more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Yes. Perfect. Um, and then obviously I'll just cut that out. Okay. Um, awesome, dude. That's, that's an amazing, and, and, and another, another commonality, you know, that, um, you know, a failure and readjusting our, our viewpoint of failure, of failing fast and failing forward. Um, and, you know, it seems like that's, you know, the only way that we can truly grow and gain that confidence and clarity of, you know, who we are and the confidence and the ideas and the things that we're striving to do is just through that experience. You know, it's like no matter how many self-help books we read or great podcasts we listen to or, you know, um, speaking events we go to, it's the, the best thing for us is our own experience. And yeah, so that's, it's really cool to, and thanks for sharing, sharing that, um, that part of your life. Um, my next question is, you, well, we, I know we've talked, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but I know talking to you previously that you've talked about um, somehow incorporating NFTs into, um, into this project, the, the life ship. Um, so could you maybe talk about that for a little bit or explain, um, yeah, what, what's, how some NFTs would relate to that. Yes. So what we're doing, we're, we're putting biobanks in time capsules in space. And we're working towards an NFT project where people can add their DNA as part of this and have a NFT that is their unique record of them as a human being on this capsule in space. So you're you get an NFT that is unique to you and uh, with, a, with a piece of, of art that is your avatar and you get to be part of this capsule that goes into space and part of, part of this record of humanity. And so that's, that's one aspect. And then we're also working on including all different species on it as well, kind of like a Noah's Ark. And so we are working towards an NFT for people to uh, sponsor a species as part of that as well. And, and so there'll be a certain number of NFTs for each species. And you, you could be the forever sponsor of the elephants, for example, as they go into space. Yeah. Cool. Um, so just for, you know, just to provide some clarity for the listeners, if, you know, they have no idea what an NFT is, 
um, essentially what this is doing is it's giving, um, you can call it a token, but it's essentially just a record uh, that's you know immutable and stored on a blockchain uh, so that you know you have that record forever and it's you know your you have ownership of the record as well and you're not depending on you know someone else to to provide you that proof of ownership essentially um, which is you know the 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 essence of blockchain itself and then you know nft is just a, a token that you know is unique to something so that's yeah totally makes sense to to work with this project um, do you guys have uh, a specific platform that you're putting the NFTs on or a blockchain or how are you guys thinking about developing that? It's in development still. We, we're, we're not announcing it yet, but we are. Uh, yeah, we are. We are potentially working on one with the Solana blockchain. And then we are looking at ways of. Um, ways of being part of other NFT projects as well. So be be something where uh, other artists or musicians or or others could, uh, yeah, other NFT projects could add our add us onto them, and then the art or the NFT or the people involved in that get get to go to the moon as well and get to go to space as well. So we're, we're, yeah, we're I think looking that's at a... different ways. I think it's a great way of doing it is collaborating with with other projects. Um, especially in the crypto space because it's such a you know the, the moon space you know theme is is so big in crypto you know everyone wants their portfolio to go to the moon um so you could literally send people's nfts to the moon you know yeah. it's like yeah. so I, I think that's really cool and um yeah definitely see a lot of a lot of potential in and working with you know other nft projects and you can i mean really it is your creativity is your own limit at that point of like how you actually want to physically um, put in whether you you know making printing out the NFTs and putting them in the rocket ship or you just put the you know the wallet address or you know maybe even like you know the the frequency of the image or something like that right so it, you, you can send it to different places maybe in the universe um, yeah that's that's really cool so yeah hopefully hopefully the listeners are, are able to to kind of follow that and and how that is is really unique and is like the leading edge of you know basically thought and creation you know and incorporating crypto and blockchain um do you guys have any plans to do anything with like cryptocurrency in any 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 form or just kind of sticking more to the the nft side of it it's possible there's yeah there, there there's there's a lot that can flow out from what we're working on as far as connecting people to space and connecting people into this forever record of humanity and uh, and advancing life to the stars. And, and I feel that, and then also connecting people to their DNA and their, uh, them as a unique record of a human. Um, so yes, there's possible cryptocurrencies and there's, there's lots of other sort of um, projects that this can, Either associate with existing uh, existing Web three products or and projects, or um, yeah, or create something new that 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 offers yeah offers people something unique as far as exploring themselves and in the, in the cosmos. Sure. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, so kind of moving on to, you know, another, another topic, maybe a question, um, but maybe has to do with, with lessons and failure. Um, if you could give your younger self, maybe say you know, 18 or 25, um, if you give that, that younger version of yourself a piece of advice, what do you think that would be? I don't know if I would get it at this point, but uh, probably something around just trusting how magical and amazing and and incredible of my life is going to be, and that every little thing that looks like a failure or a wrong turn is actually totally just teaching me exactly what I needed to know at that time. And um, yeah, something to get me to trust in the flow of every perfect thing that happens in my life, whether it appears, appears positive or appears negative, that it all is just building towards a, a, a wonderful dream life. Mm. I love that answer, man. That's, it's a really good one. Very, it's very neutral. It's not, you know, it's not like, Oh, I wouldn't tell him to do this more or anything like that, but just almost the opposite, right? It's like just trust and allow. And I think I definitely think we could uh, we can all embody that a little more. Um, so yeah, that's a great great answer. Um, what's the what's the most powerful self love practice that you have? I meditate, I do yoga. I, I think I think dancing has, has become one of my biggest biggest teachers and biggest um, yeah, the biggest thing that has grown me and opened me and um, and made me me more free and happy and in flow in life. So dancing, yeah, yoga, that. meditating. Uh -huh. Yeah, I noticed you even had that on your, your Instagram bio, just above your company, yeah, dancing. <laughs> uh, is there a specific, like a particular kind of dance, like a static dance, or is there a style of dance that you, you, uh, you like the most, or that's really opened you up into that? I like ecstatic dance, and, and I like, like, I don't know, Burning Man, and like, just like deep, deep, deep mm. tribal beats that resonate my heart and just like yeah. shake my soul. And <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that, dude. I, and yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, it, it's almost not even dancing, dude. It's just like, it's just letting go and allowing the music to move whatever just moves, you know, cause yeah. there's, and you're just in flow and you're just in the energy and uh, it's just an amazing, uh, amazing feeling. And when you have you know, so many other people that, you know, just come into that present moment and, you know, you all that the music just amplifies every single one of you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it, you know, it cultivates that, that synergy between everyone using this music. And, you know, we've done this for, you know, I was talking on, on my last, uh, my last guest, we were talking about, you know, community and, and, you know, how for thousands of years, we, you know, always gathered in around drum circles and, you know, even going back to, you know, when my, I guess my parents, when they were my age, you know, the rock concerts and things like that, you know, were probably the height of their life. And now we have you know, festivals and, 
you know, it's this, it's these atmospheres that, you know, music just allows us to, to open up and expand and connect to one another on a, a different level, you know, that, that we don't even maybe consciously realize. It's not like we're communicating. We're just there and we just, we're just so present and yeah, just like giving all your energy to this, this, this vibration of music. And yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. So I love that you said that the tribal, the tribal house, you know, it's like that dirty grindy, but still has like the up level beats and the, 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 um, yeah, like the spaciousness behind it, but it's still like raw and dirty, man. It's, those are, those are some good beats that, yeah. <laughs> Did you go to Burning Man last year? I, I went last year. I've been, been five times. I went to the, the free Burning Man last year. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was incredible. Nice. Did you go, did you, uh, did you ever stop by Soundgarden? I camped at Soundgarden. So I spent a lot of time at Soundgarden. You did. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. I was there a lot. <laughs> wow. Every, every yeah, day I, for hours a day. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we had to see each other there then. Cause that's, yeah. I was camping. I was right beside, uh, camped right beside Eli. Okay. Yeah. I know Eli. Like we were literally <laughs> the, the band right facing him or the RD facing him. Okay. That was yeah, my I first. Was like, or I was like, I don't know, hundred feet back from the, the big dome. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think if I go back in my memories, I, I think I maybe recognize you in the dome. Like I think I remember seeing you now that, now that I'm bringing that back, back to the surface. Um, but yeah, man, that was actually my first, my first Burning Man and only like my second, I mean, I don't really consider Burning Man a festival, but yeah. it was like my second festival. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It was a pretty incredible experience for me. It just, it was like the exclamation point to my, yeah. my year last year for sure. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like robot heart at sunrise. I like that kind yeah. of vibe. Like just like the, yeah such magic in the air and and the light finally coming up and the heat coming up and and just like the, the speakers just resonating my whole body and yeah <laughs> yeah and the, and the feeling of being around people who've been dancing for whatever six hours straight and all night long and it's just like such yeah such, such good vibes mm -hmm. yeah man it's a it's a beautiful ecstasy um yeah our first our fir pretty sure the first sunrise that we were there we were i think we were, i think it was the first yeah the first morning we were we were at robot heart for sunrise yeah it's it took us it took us a while to find it because they they had it out you know it's off you know out of deep playa and we had no. you know we had to ask four or five people how to get out there but eventually eventually we found it um are you going are you plan on going this year too yeah it, it uh yeah it feels that uh, so much happens in a week at Burning Man and so much growth and transformation. And it feels like a disservice to my soul not not to go in here now at this point. It's just like, okay, this this grows me so much as a human that that there's there's no place else to be during that time. Yeah, I think that's that's well said, and that's a good intention to to be there for sure. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I got a, another deep question for you, and and it's it's really cool that you know with your project um, how it could relate to this, or perhaps it you know could be completely separate. Um, but what is the type of future that you're visualizing for humanity, and how can someone who's listening to this podcast practically 
and positively influence that visualization. Yeah, yeah. So I went to, when I was in Tulum recently, I went to another one of my favorite art cars, the Mayan Warrior. And at the Mayan Warrior, it, 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 the music played all, all night until 9 a.m. up through sunrise. And I, I both was visualizing the Mayan Warrior as this incredible sound system and lasers shooting up to the sky and all these twinkling lights. And it has a very mystical magical feel and i was pretending and sharing with other people imagine that we're here at the whatever eight-year reunion of this in 2030 and and just like feel deep in your body and sense that that okay we just teleported to the future we're back here and we're celebrating that humanity has collectively rose in consciousness we've we've rebirthed into our new civilization we're all here like we've we've all impacted billions of people and 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 uh helped humanity come together and we're we're back here in 2030 celebrating that that it's all been done that like that um that yeah, that that like this massive awakening and consciousness has brought people together and all the technological tools are are being birthed to care for the earth and connect us in the right ways and um and and yeah and and like be there for how how we live in that in that next generation of civilization that we're growing into. And so in peak transformational moments or peak experiences i like to visualize that and feel into that and and just like have this this total belief that that's where humanity is headed and that we are awakening and learning to care for the earth and and to be in relationship with our planet and we're awakening to a bigger role in the universe and we're awakening to how we care for each other and and live as humans and and so yeah i i feel in peak moments visualizing into that and just like having the the total belief in knowing that okay this is this is what's happening and and it's already done we're already living that 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 path um that that's been powerful for me it's given me just like deep trust in knowing that okay we're, we're we're on this we don't we don't know exactly how everything's going to get worked out um and how how the system's gonna gonna change to to make all that happen but you know all all the dots are connecting towards a uh a, an incredible yeah an incredible vision of humanity in the future and that and that we are such powerful creators that that we just need to put that out there and dream that and and align towards that and and that that's where we're headed i have i have full belief in it i love that and, and i agree with you for sure I, I believe that's where we're headed to even if we don't fully you know comprehend or understand how we're going to make it there you know and it's like you know universe the universe is you know just fractals of itself right so it's like that same you know not knowing when you're your 25 year old self 
of how all these you know struggles and things are going to you know create the character and create the being that you are today that allows you to become you know who you are and achieve the things that you were inspired to do and likely an acorn has no idea how it's going to grow into an oak tree you know but it's like this same intelligence runs through us and it just kind of blooms and blossoms when we allow ourselves to trust and let go um and it, it sounds like just to kind of rephrase uh, what you're saying that you use the peak experiences the energy the collective energy that's that's kind of um, cultivated in those moments um, to empower that that beautiful visual visualization that you have is that in your training you were sharing that with others to kind of get their um yeah get get their visualization in that same place to to amplify that yeah so being in a total peak experience and then putting that into a future vision of of mm. of celebrating in the future then yeah then it ingrains it in the body of like oh i already celebrated this 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 is happening and and so it it aligns the future vision with such such ecstatic positive emotion that uh that it, it it's it builds it in as like a deep body knowing of this is where we're headed and just like a, a deep trust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then what's um, for that visualization that you're holding um, for, for humans to, you know, love and respect themselves, respect the earth and to consciously evolve, you know, with their planet, um, as you as you put it, how can, yeah, what can a listener do to kind of implement that um, in their daily life? one thing that's increasingly come to me recently is so i've developed this this trust in you know there's the steve jobs quote of you don't know how the dots are going to connect in the future but you can look back at the dots and to see how all the dots have led to where you are and then trust that they're going to keep keep connecting in mysterious ways in the future and so i've gotten to that trust with myself of okay all my dots lead to doing this this epic thing in space for for earth and humanity yeah but i'm not just a creator of my life i'm i'm part of creating uh, I'm, I'm the experience of humanity and the story of humanity as well and and so there's along with that there's a complete trust in this positive future and vision of 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 humanity as well so yeah i think increasingly connecting to your purpose and vision and connecting to an optimistic future vision for humanity is important for everyone because because we're not just dreaming ourselves as well we're, we're dreaming we're dreaming the, the the collective dream yeah i would i agree with you for sure um and i think the just to kind of expand upon that i think the biggest thing people can do is to be aware of the influences that they're taking in, you know, whether that's even the music. We were, I mean, I was listening again when I was listening to Power Versus Force this morning. Um, he talks about how just he he um, Hawkins did the study, and and if you if you guys aren't familiar with the book Power Versus Force and David Hawkins' research with muscle kinesiology, it's because most some of the most incredible work that you know that we've ever scientifically proven. Mm -hmm. um, and he talks about how cocaine addicts who continue to listen to heavy metal 
were 100% failures at recovering from their addiction every single time, just because of the, and the only variable was the, the heavy metal music. So it just goes to show the power of, you know, the things that we influence something like music. We may not think is that big of a deal, but it, it, you know, according to, to that research and that experiment, it's, it's, you know, it's everything. So, you know, imagine the music and the, the, you know, people that watch the news, the media, um, I think that's one huge thing that, you know, can yeah. help people to have that positive, um, you know, outlook and that positive vision for humanity. And the more that we can, all put our power and our visualization, our belief and faith into that, the faster we can, you know, evolve towards, towards that, that harmonious state that I believe humanity is eventually going to, um, to reach. And I think at certain pockets of the world and certain experiences like Burning Man, um, like, you know, the Mayan warrior or like different festivals we go to, or just being intimate, even deep in intimacy with, you know, your partner, or, you know, other people. Like, I think those are little you know, pockets and hubs of that beautiful, um, that beautiful harmonious state of being and state of resonance. And it's just to, you know, continue to expand that out. So the entire world, you know, it gets to experience that. Um, so yeah, man, right, right there, right there with you. Well, well said. Yeah. And I want to be, I want to spread an inspirational view of humanity. <laughs> so yes, it's important to watch what I consume and, and, and be inspired myself and take care of myself and, and be one that is uh, spreading, yeah, causing ripples and that, that help people and help, help, help people dream their futures as well. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, I think both of us, you know, are, are both um, you know, inspirations to, to a lot of people. This, this podcast for sure is one. Um, just in the short time that I've, I've launched it, I've had some amazing feedback and I'm um, just grateful for that to, to inspire, to inspire people for that. Um, and, you know, I know that you are, you definitely inspired me from, from meeting you and I'm sure that you'll inspire many others um, and continue to do so with, you know, continuing out your work. Um, just a couple of questions to wrap up. Um, what is the, uh, one of the most impactful books uh, that's, that you've read uh, that's affected your life? Yeah, yeah. I know Power versus Force had a, had an impact on me. That was that was probably like eight years ago, and I, I feel like now that you've mentioned it several times today, I want I want to revisit that one for sure. Um, yeah, I know Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now was like an early one that really really shifted things for me. That that caused a big big shift. Um, Yeah, there's lots of them. They're not coming right now, but those are two great ones for sure. Um, and I love that you brought up power versus or the power of now, because that was the I'm actually creating a YouTube series on that book, and that was the book that was the, the total catalyst for my spiritual awakening. I mean, it was, and it was it was wild. And I've I've talked about this before on my podcast, but. The, the power of now was like the localized perspective shift of like, you know, my, my experience of being present. And then shortly, maybe a month or so after that, um, it was actually my mom who introduced me to the law of one um, with, a, with a YouTube series that kind of, you know, covers the law of one. And that was like the huge macro perspective that just shifted mm -hmm. everything for me. 
And it was like those two realizations um, and or rememberings, you could even say, um, you know, back to back were, were pretty profound in my life. Um, so yeah, I, th I think, you know, Power versus uh, Power versus Force and The Power of Now are definitely two great books. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and Ram Dass's Be Here Now, I, I had that for a while, but I never got into it. And then I, then I read it like, I don't know, in the last year. And, and that, that stuck with me as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, anything else that you would like to share? You're kind of just kind of give you the floor or any, any topics that you wish we would have covered or um, yeah, any, anything that's, that you want to bring up. This was awesome, Andrew. I'm uh, at Ben Lifeship on Instagram, if anyone wants to follow me. Uh, Lifeship is lifeship.com if anyone wants to send their DNA to the moon or, or follow us in, in, in our journey. We're, we're, we're on a bunch of rockets to the moon and we're just getting started as well. There's a lot, a lot more going to come through this. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. And loved our, loved our journey on this and wasn't known, didn't know what to expect, but Love, loved getting to know you more through this and excited for more, more synchronistic run-ins, whether that's in on the playa at Burning Man or in Tulum or some other magical place in the world. And excited yeah, about man. what you're doing and, and what you're sharing with the world. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that was my last question is how us listeners can find you. So we, we covered that one. So yeah. awesome. So there, there you guys go. Um, yeah, check them out um, on Instagram. We'll we, again, we'll drop the links in the description for you guys. Um, also, the links uh, or information about the books. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to another amazing episode. I really value this conversation, and uh, I really hope that you know you as a listener uh, also gain some value from this and some insight, and some inspiration, um, just for life and just for what uh, these amazing humans out here are creating and what we're all a part of. So yeah, if it, if it resonates with you and um, it feels authentic to you, then subscribe and, and share the podcast with friends or family. And again, Ben, thank you so much for, for taking the time out and really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace and love.